On this episode, we get another dating coach in and we dive into the realm and the art of teasing. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about teasing and the magic that lies therein. Um, Nate, give us a bit of a, a bit of a background on, on yourself. Well, I'm 26. I'm a dating coach at the School of Attraction, and I really enjoy social psychology and you know behavioral analysis. Okay, good, nice. Um, what got you into this? space in the first place like what what was that sort of that moment in your life that made you go oh fuck i think i need to work on this well i was always a bit of a nice guy mm. um and even especially after i went through a really bad breakup i became even nicer in the sense of being more of a pushover mm. and i was so afraid of sleazing on girls that you know i don't know if you've ever spoken to girls and they're like oh my god this guy approached me today and it was like i didn't want that to happen and in my brain you know being analytical it's like okay don't talk to girls yeah, right. Don't be that person. Yeah, right. so... Okay. But then I'd see all these girls walking through the street and just like, you could just tell that they were amazing women. They just exuded this amazing aura of energy and it's like, I think that we get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Pick it up when you put it down. I like that. Mm. Well, okay. <laughs> right. So that's what made you do it. Like that. Yeah. You just wanted to connect with these girls who were just like, oh, I reckon that would she be good for me. Yeah. I was sick of having boundaries in my life. And it's, you know, it felt like I wasn't going after what I really wanted in especially that aspect of my life. Yeah. Nice. No, I like that. I like that. You know, for some, some guys, it's just like they hit rock bottom, but I feel like it's so good to catch it before you get to a space where you kind of get into maybe a self-loathing and, you know, kind of really getting upset with yourself, um, you know, and it starts sort of creeping into other aspects of your life where you're not too satisfied. So um, it's good that you caught yourself at that moment, right? Because it can get so much worse for a lot of guys. Um, that's what, we, what I think this is so important. And when I, we love what we do. Yeah. Uh, it's because, you know, we get, we, go, we get guys from, all spectrums of life with all different experiences, some better than others. But, um, yeah, it's, it's what makes me happy doing this stuff. Yeah. It's a feel good factor. Cause you know, we are really turning people's lives inside out and sometimes in a, in a really, really good way. So yeah. it's, it's really cool because a lot of them, they all have their own stories and they actually all have their own strengths. And so one person might be really good at humor, but they might not be good at connecting. And it seems to be that, just generally, like there are so many other elements in the recipe, of course, mm. but that seems to be where they land. Mm. And, you know, they kind of need to tap into this side, but they don't know how, and they don't, they might not recognize that they have to. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like calibration. It's just yeah. making sure that you're not shooting yourself in the foot, um, you know, before you really get to sort of show someone who you really are. So I like that. Really, really yeah. like that. So teasing, right? Um, I think the importance of teasing is incredibly uh, underrated like it's just not pushed hard enough uh, and the value of it um i nate what is your definition definition of teasing teasing to me is a subset of humor and to me it's really about playful fun you know i've always been very playful and to me that's what teasing is it's me being playful with someone and it's actually kind of it's not negging like it's mm. nothing it's you don't want to be bullying you don't you're not even really eliciting any kind of 
negative emotions in someone that neg- begging or anything like that does. Teasing is actually meant to make yourself and the other person laugh. Yeah. Like, that's why it's it's non-negotiable. At, at, it is, yeah, it has to be done. So like, it's not, you're not laughing at that person, you're laughing with that person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it actually elicits good feelings from them because usually they'll laugh and it's pretty obvious that you're doing well because in a lot of cases you'll see a woman go, ha shut up. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. Okay. So you, that's when you know your teasing's working, um, you know, because that girl's can be comfortable with you in that space. Yeah. Yeah. It actually, it actually gives them permission to have fun as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, like, I personally, I think teasing is one of those things that we did very naturally as children. You know, um, the playful aspect of it. It's actually really flirtatious. Um, but we kind of, as time goes on, some people tend to dumb that down because of X, Y, and Z reason, you know, with their upbringing and a whole host of yeah. things. Don't really, you know, they steer away from something that was really natural to us as children. Um, so I think maybe, you know, plugging back in. Teasing feels a little bit risky as well, and it kind of is because, like, what you're effectively doing is you've got rapport and, you know, that connecting conversation where you're finding similarities and you're actually connecting, and that's safe. And that's yeah. good. You, you want to develop that trust, but you also, as a person, you need to be able to learn how to sit in awkwardness and tension. Mm. And what teasing actually does is it puts tension on that rapport. Mm. And if you're not putting tension on that rapport, then you've just bought yourself a one-way ticket to the friend zone. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, teasing is risky. It is risky. Um, you know, um, if it wasn't risky, no one would laugh. You know, no one would laugh. No one would have a giggle. It's like we're really making sort of um, tangible connections between something else, you know. And I'm not going to get into that, like, what is a joke, right? But it's pretty much sending someone down a path with a statement or anything like that, but then kind of hitting them from the side with a, uh, um, a response that is not something that you would expect, Yeah. you know, but somehow is related Um yeah. Okay. So let's let's get into it a little bit more. Okay. Let's get into some examples of teasing. Now we're going to try and give you a bit of context, guys. When um, when teasing is appropriate. Now, when you're talking to women, teasing is something that you don't do as a section, right? And then you know, tick that box and you move on. It's one of those things where you have to sort of weave it into yeah. your conversation. You, it's important that it's not just like you said, just ticking it off and going on. It's the same as everything. Like you need to have, it's almost like you're walking a tightrope of, you know, serious conversation, humor. And part of that humor is teasing. Excellent. So yeah, it is a constant balance. Yeah. Um, some people do it better than others. Others, some people just naturally more funny, more extroverted than other people. Um, but like for all you introverts out there, it's one of these, one of those things where you're going to have to reach deep, nice and deep, right? And, and, and really practice those things and bring it out, you know, because I know a lot of introverts that once they get comfortable, yeah. they're actually hilarious and they're great at teasing. Yeah. Like, especially when they're playing online video games. Yeah. So, they're just, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Right. So like in that space, you want, you want to be totally comfortable with yourself doing that, but you have to practice to do those things. You know, um, a lot of guys have it and a lot of guys don't. So you need to get to that space where, you know, if that's not you, you go out there, practice those things, test those things out. Um, but as, as I always say, you need to actually do those things. It's, you know? Yeah. It's actually like a muscle, you know, yeah. you've got your humor muscles and it's that, okay, yeah. that going back to it's being a subset of humor and you're, you need to isolate that teasing muscle and really work on it. Yeah. Practice. Like you can't just read about it in a book and then yeah, be like, okay, I know teasing, you know, next time this comes up in a conversation, you really need to work on your feet. Mm. And that's what actually makes teasing so funny is when you have something that's so out there Mm. and, you know, 
It's a risk. Yeah. It's a social risk. And those who pull it off the best tend to get the win, win, reap the rewards. Fundamentally, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but back to what we were talking about, getting in context, right? So when does teasing happen? It happens when you start, you know, the initial conversation. But you, uh, the topics that really come up that straight away are the things that we talk to on a surface level conversation, just trying to get to know one, to know somebody straight away. So those are the things like that are logistical, like, oh, so you know, where are you from? You know, um, what are you guys doing tonight? What are you celebrating tonight? Like those things that you would naturally start a conversation with, right? The responses to that are what you need to sort of tap into when it comes to your teasing. So as an example, if Nate said to me, right, um, oh, so where are you from? And I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm from Bondi. And you, you what would you say? <laughs> I won't hold it against you. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Or you're like, oh, so what do you do for work? Um, um, I'm actually a lawyer. Right? Oh, nobody's perfect. <laughs> so, like, he's got him. He's just got him. Like, so it's it's just really tapping into what, and I think this is what we tell our students, like, what are your natural responses to all these questions that you start off with a conversation? And, you know, there's a pattern. Just, just certain things that always come up, right? Yeah. And if you're not good at teasing, like, write them down. Find out what those things are. Yeah? Yeah. And just practice them. Practice them, you know. Um, always look at the funny side of a response, you know. Um, make the assumption. We were talking about it before. Like, making an assumption is is great. Like, you can assume so many things and get away with the confusion of that assumption. Yeah. Yeah? Like, maybe you misheard something and, and you know, something else. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought you said this, you know. <laughs> um, that's, that's just a, a good way to go about a conversation. And you have to make it. Like, teasing is so important because it has to be – as I said to you before, it has to be lighthearted, but like it is social lubricant. It releases tension. Yeah. And what it actually does is, so you've got this ritual conversation that, you know, you're always going through like where you're from. Oh, cool. I'm from, but what you're doing is you're actually splitting yourself apart from someone else mm. from, you know, the rest, the majority of people. And yeah. that's exactly what women want. Yeah, exactly. Now, look, there's some guys out there that need to work on the rapport and got their humor down, but like they, and I've noticed them, it's like, Jesus, how are they in their conversations for so long with such a little rapport to build is because being entertaining can give you, it's going to give you legs. It's, it might not get you what you want in the end, right? Um, because obviously it is that balancing act that we were yeah. talking about, but at least you're entertaining. People are going to want you around you're, if you can be funny and interesting, you know? So those are things you definitely have to push forward for. Um, and do you have any other examples that you, you comes to mind? I really like to mimic people. Like probably the best example that I can think of is first world problems. And sure, they might be stressful, like legitimately stressful to someone. Yeah. But you know, like oh, you know, oh, I've only got the iPhone six, and you see it on Twitter, all these celebrities, and it's like oh. Oh, I can't believe my mum bought me a car that wasn't red and it's white. Oh, like duh. massive customers. Like, yeah, yeah, you can mimic them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll see examples in a conversation and you might not click on it right away, but the idea is you go back later and you think, what could I have done? And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that. Like, right. you know, she was acting like a little bit. Like princess. A princess, exactly. Yes. Like, oh, no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I do that work, do it quite a bit. Good. Okay, cool. No, I like that. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's excellent. Okay, so last week's question was, where was the best place to talk to women? And I think we got one response. Rob, thank you so much for answering Thanks, it. He's like at shopping. No, he said at, at um, pet, pet shop. Yeah, pet shops. Oh, asking yeah. them how much, well, telling women how much he loved his puppies. So well done on that one, Rob. <laughs> Look, we're just going to give you a few, few out there that we know to be very good places for you to just go out there and meet women. Like, like, 
Number, number one, usually, is if you see them around, that is a good place. You know, <laughs> Pretty much anywhere. Anywhere that you see them is a good place, but just in case you're missing locations like Circular Key, Darling Harbour, Pitt Street Mall, those are all you know, very heavily populated, populated yeah. through traffic. There's a lot of people walking around. So um, I think those if during the day are excellent. And there's always going to be someone new. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, on you know at nighttime, obviously during the weekends, you've got your your favourite spots like you know Ivy Argyle uh, establishment, um, the Sheaf, uh, and obviously if there's other places out there that are not in the Sydney CBD, uh, I don't know about them just yet. Uh, Manly's pretty good. Yes, the Manly that's awesome. Also, like depending on what you're actually looking for. A lot of the backpacker nights are really good. Yes. Yes. Jesus, how did I forget that? <laughs> if you're a Monday night, Tuesday night party goer, you rebel, you bloody rebel you. Um, yeah, it's a school night. Oh, yeah, that's right. What's, what's that place called in the central? Um, scuba? Scuba. Yeah, a lot of places around there. Definitely yeah. the way to go. They tend to be a little bit more hypersexual, but maybe that's what you're looking for. <laughs> if, yeah, if that's what you're looking for, then who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? <laughs> um, okay, so what, what is your question for today? Right, let's, let's hear it, Nate. What, um, what have you got to tell these guys? I'd, I'd like to know a time that teasing failed for you. Tease, tease fails. I like it. Whenever you're fucked up. <laughs> Heavily. Like that. Okay, so we're going to wrap this thing up um, again uh, below. Down here. Um, you'll notice um, the sort of breakdown for today's session, um, but also you'll see details for me if you want to follow me on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I'm constantly putting little things, little nuggets out there uh, to really is. help you um, stay motivated um, throughout this journey part of your life. Um, and if you want to get into anything heavier, like getting coached by one of us um, and doing maybe the 13-week intensive course that the School of Attraction has, um, that is also there at schoolofattraction.com.au. But that is it for now, so until next week.